0: Thank y'all so much. You know, the theme of today's sermon is probably perfect because today wasn't a perfect day, was it? We have little gremlins here and there, and we've got a choir director of our handbells who prides himself as making a joyful noise unto the Lord. Amen. And while it may not have been professional quality, we were blessed. (laughs) It hurt you. I was hearing it. (laughs) But we were truly blessed by their talent that they shared with us today. 'Cause it's not always about being completely perfect in everything you do, but is it about being faithful to a God who's called you to a purpose? And their purpose today was to share their love of music and their love of God with the congregation uh, who was blessed by their talents. And so today we look at the second chapter of Joshua. And we're going to look at this entire chapter. We're going to do uh, some reading of Scripture back and forth. So uh, if you have your Bible, try to follow along. If not, it'll be up here on the screen. But today we look... Well, let's start with a backstory. So in the book of Numbers, if you can flip back there, chapter 25, we find Israel under the leadership of Moses. It says, Now Israel remained in the Acacia Grove... And the people began uh, to commit harlotry with the women of Moab. Doesn't sound good, does it? They invited the people to sacrifice. They invited to the people sacrifices of their God, and the people ate and bowed down to their gods. So Israel was joined with Baal of Pirah, and the anger of the Lord was aroused against Israel. That, that's a pretty common saying there. It says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Take all the leaders of the people and hang the offenders before the Lord out in the sun, that the fierce anger of the Lord may turn away from Israel. Pretty harsh there. And so Moses and the judges of Israel, everyone, it says, every one of you, kill his men who have joined Baal of Pere. And indeed one of the children of Israel came and presented to his brethren a Midianite woman in the sight of Moses and in the sight of all the congregations of the children of Israel who were weeping in the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Now when Phinehas the son of Eleazar the son of Aaron the priest saw it he rose and among the congregation and took a javelin in his hand and he went after the man of Israel into his tent and thrust both of them through the man of Israel and the woman Uh, Through her body. So the plague had stopped among the children of Israel. Now this seems harsh. This is a harsh punishment for their crime. But look what had happened. It says those who died in the plague were 24,000. Their sin had brought the punishment and wrath of God onto a community. So the punishment for the offender was quite harsh. Did you notice the location? An acacia grove. Also Shittim. Yeah, I said that right. That's how you pronounce it. Now we take place under a new leadership. Under Joshua, who had been commanded to be strong and courageous, to follow the word of the Lord. And it starts this way in chapter 2 of Joshua. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out two men from the Acacia Grove, same place where they were before, generation back, despised secretly, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho. So they went, and they came to the house of a harlot named Rahab and lodged there. And it was told to the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, men have come here tonight from the children of Israel to search out our country. So the king of Jericho sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house, for, you have come, for they have come to search out all of the country. Then the woman took the two men and hid them. So she said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. And it happened as the gate was being shut, when it was dark, that the men went out. Where the men went, I do not know. Pursue them quickly, for you may overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof. And had hidden them in the flax, in the stalks of flax, which he laid them in, or, in order on the roof. The men pursued them by the road to the Jordan, to the fords, and soon as those who pursued them had gone out, they shut the gate. So this is how this story starts. Same place. The people of Israel had commit harlotry. plague comes upon the community. They had joined with foreign gods. Not only had they had joined with these people of the land who had lived there before they had entered, but they started practicing the same sacrifices and worship of this foreign god. They basically had already departed from the scriptures, from the teachings of Moses, from the deliverance that they'd received in the Exodus And so we have a similar scene. We have a new commander, we have Joshua, and they send out spies to search the land. From the same place, now they're going to the house of a harlot, house of prostitution. Now, when we read stories, we always bring our own set of lenses to the picture here. And we already have in our minds these preconceived notions of what the house of a harlot may look like. Now, some of you uh, good Texans who like to watch Texan movies may have seen this. There's a Dolly Parton and uh, Burt Reynolds movie. You're starting to know the title. It's the best little, well, they ran a chicken ranch house in Texas. Now, many of us, this is what we picture in our mind. A place where you go and that's all you get. You're probably mistaking because this is probably not the situation that our spies went into. Now, if you're a Star Wars guy and you have watched you know, May the 4th and all this kind of stuff and started the whole cycles of, of movies, you, you remember back in the original Star Wars where Luke and Obi-Wan are going to, to this place of business, this kind of bar, this brothel-type place, and they meet Han Solo for the first time. Y'all remember this scene? If you, you've seen these, if not, you should have. I, I would recommend watching these movies. Um, you can call it uh, religious studies and ancient religions, that kind of thing. It's a, it's a something like that for you know all Jediism and all that kind of stuff. But this is more about the house of Rahab. This was a meeting place for rogue-type figures. The, these kind of charlatans of the community. It was a place where they could get a drink, unwind, bed down for the night, in all the meaning of that word. This was what it was like. So if spies were going to a town, this was a better spot to go than to knock on the king's door and say, Hey, we're came to check out your place. Where should I go? This is a place where they are going to find enemies of the state, This is a place where if they're going to meet people who could be their allies, that could give them information, this was the place. But yet we do not know what their true intent was because the narrative doesn't tell us. It is interesting that this chapter is bookended by the actions of the spies. But they haven't spoke yet, so let's pick up where we left down. So what we do know is this. That the spies go to Jericho, they find this house. Uh, this house Rahab is running. They haven't said a word. The king somehow finds out that these foreigners are in the land. They know that Israel is building up forces just across the river. And so Rahab acts. He says, "Now before." they lay down she came up to them on the roof and said to the men i know that the lord has given you this land that the terror of you has fallen on us and all the inhabitants of the land are faint hearted because of you for we have heard how the lord dried up the waters of the red sea for you have, for when sorry for you when you came out of the jordan of the <laughs> Did I say we're not doing perfect today? It says, For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, Shehan and Og, when you utterly destroyed them. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted, neither did uh, there remain any more courage in anyone because of you, for the Lord your God, he is God in heaven and above and in earth beneath. Now, therefore, I beg you, swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness and you also have shown kindness to my father's house. Give me a true token and spare my father, my mother and my brothers, my sisters and all who have and deliver our lives from death. So the men answered her, "'Our lives are yours, if none of you tell this business of ours. And it shall be, when the Lord has given us the land, that you will be dealt kindly and truly with you.' Then she let them down by a rope through the window, for her house was on the city wall. She dwelt on the wall. And she said to them, "'Get to the mountains, lest your pursuers meet you. Hide there three days, until the pursuers have returned.' afterwards you may go your way. So the men said to her, We will be blameless of this oath of yours which you have made us swear. Unless when you came into the land, you bind a line of scarlet cord in the window through which which you let us down. And unless you bring your father, your mother, your brothers, and all your father's household to your own home. So it shall be that whoever goes outside the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be on his On head, and we will be guiltless. And whoever is with you in the house, his blood shall be on our head if a hand is laid on him. And if you tell this business of ours, then we will be free from our oath, which was made us swear. Then she said, according to your word, so it, so be it. And she sent them away, and they departed. And she bound the scarlet cord in the window. They departed and went to the mountains. They stayed there three days until the pursuers had returned. The pursuers sought them all along the way, but did not find them. So the two men returned, descended from the mountains, and crossed over. And they came to Joshua, son of Nun, and told him all that had befallen them. And they said to Joshua, Truly the Lord has delivered all the land into our hands, for indeed all the inhabitants of this country are faint-hearted because of us. Now, did you remember the introductions? The Book of Numbers, chapter twenty-five. It had the people of Israel committing harlotry with the women of Moab, with the foreign presence, and they corrupted their worship by worshiping foreign gods. We know that the command of taking the promised land was that everything in the land would be devoted to God, this band. Everything be utterly destroyed. This strong rhetoric. This very nationalistic message to the people of Israel. Basically, obliterate everything and this land that you have been promised will be yours in entirety. We're into chapter 2 of the book. We find Rahab. A foreign woman of a lowly occupation, the harlot. This isn't going to be easy, folks. God will fight for them as long as they are faithful. But already into the second chapter, before they even crossed over the Jordan to start taking the land, we have this foreign influence, don't we? The same influence back in the book of Numbers that led the people astray. So, what is different? What is different? What lands Rahab in the genealogy of Jesus? If you can turn quickly to Matthew chapter 1, verse 5. Salmon beget Boaz by Rahab. Boaz beget Obed by Ruth. Obed beget Jesse. And Jesse beget David the king. This God who commanded Israel to obliterate everything in their path has now a foreign woman in the genealogy of King David, of our Savior Jesus. So what is the difference? God called everything in the land His. you either for Him or you are against Him. If you are against Him, You will not stand. Rahab's faith is commended in the book of Hebrews. Chapter 11, verse 31. By faith the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe. When she had received spies with peace. Commended by her faith. This isn't a sermon about a moral example to live by. Our heroine is a prostitute. This is an example about an ethical choice in life and how we should live a Christian ethics in life. The story goes, she deceived the messengers of the king of Jericho. Did you catch that? She lied and she used trickery. Maybe we can twist it. Oh, they're bad people, so we can lie. And we can deceive them. That is not what is being lifted up in this story. What is being lifted up is Rahab's faith. The people of Jericho had heard the stories. Maybe even taken in a few of the survivors. When under Moses' leadership, with God as their warrior, they obliterated armies they should not have. How they defeated Egypt... The mightiest nation in the region. Because God delivered them through the Red Sea. She knew the stories. She knew the people. And they were coming her way. She heard the talk of the land. She heard how the people were growing faint-hearted. She heard. And she believed. I mean, these are almost like fishing stories. You know, the I once caught a fish this big, and every time you tell it, your arms get a little bit wider. These were the stories in the brothel. These were the stories of entertainment. If you've ever met a storyteller, and we've got a few in our church, if they've got a listening ear, they go on and on. They can expand that story to keep your interest These were the kind of messages that were going on in the house of Rahab. Yet there was a kernel of truth probably in what she received. Because what she had heard was the God of the Israelites had delivered them. It said, For we have heard how the Lord dried up the waters of the Red Sea for when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the king's of the Amorites, those you utterly destroyed. It says, "This is the story we hear." The story begins about the spies of the land, about Joshua sending, but these spies barely spoke at all. And one of this most nationalistic books of the Bible for the Israelites, of how they came in and conquered the Promised Land. As God is the warrior. Chapter 2 lifts up the story of Rahab. Y'all might not understand this with, with the equality of women and things like that. That our culture is starting to go through. Yes, we have a long way to go there. This was a long time ago. Where women heroin were not really lifted up. And you can tell the story of Joshua. And how the people conquered the land without... Rahab. She is the polar opposite of Joshua. Joshua, Israelite born, faithful man, assistant to Moses, their faithful leader who brought them out of Egypt. He had all the pedigree of being a leader. Rahab has all the pedigree of apostate, of someone who will lead them off course. But if we can see in Joshua what it means to be strong and courageous, we can also see in Rahab what it means to be strong and courageous. For she was the epitome of what it meant to be an Israelite. But yet, without her, the story of Jesus could not be told. For she is in the line of David, for she is recommended or lifted up because of her faith for taking in these spies. These very spies who come to give report to Joshua that the land is ours. God has given us this land. It is ours to take. Generation pass. The spies came back and said, there are giants in the land. But now they are ready. They are ready because God has given it to them. When God said the promised land is yours, what he meant is the promised land belongs to anyone who has faith in me and is willing to do what it means to be my children. You may not think you're good enough to be a Christian. You may not understand the meaning of perfection. I was once taught what the idea of perfection is. The idea of perfection is meeting all expectations and going beyond them if you can. Perfection is different for each person for whatever topic you're talking about. If you expect there to be some imperfections because of the type of material you're using to build a house... Or a little bit of tolerance slop in building an engine because that is, it still fits the service tolerances of what you're doing it for, then you can do perfection. But if you see perfection as doing nothing ever wrong, to never making a mistake, to being the super Christian who reads their Bible every single morning, who says prayers throughout the day. who never has a bad thought about a fellow man or woman. If this is what your idea of perfection is, you're setting yourself up for failure. For Rahab in this story is the idea of perfection. She came from a sinful, morally corrupt occupation. She had the wrong background. She was born in the wrong place. But yet she heard what the God Of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Did in the past for the children of Israel. She heard how he delivered them from the hands of the Egyptian Through the Red Sea. She heard what he did to the kings of the Amorite. And now she looked across the Jordan. And she sees those same people amassing their armies. And she knows what God will do to them. And she takes her opportunity. And when those spies come into her house, she knows exactly who they are. And she does what she can in her power to spare her life and that of her family. She welcomes them. Gives them a place of peace. Uses a bit of deception to send those who pursue them in the wrong direction. And she makes a deal. She makes a deal with the people of Israel. She changes her allegiance. She no longer sees the king of Jericho as her ruler. She sees the king of Israel, their God, as her ruler. And she throws all her chips in. She doesn't know how it's going to pan out. She doesn't know if they will keep her word. But she knows something about their God. Their God is powerful and able to do it. And if she knows if she throws her chips in with them, she has a much better stance than if she stays where she's at. That is what the meaning of perfection is. It is putting all your cards on the table and letting God do what God will do. Because This story of Joshua is not about Joshua, the great military leader who conquered the promised land. It is about God who is delivering a promise to Abraham, to Moses, to us. Because when God called Abraham to leave his home and said, I will make you a father of many nations. Your descendants will be like the sands on the sea. So you will be a blessing to all. So in this story, we see what it should be like. We see Joshua, the right pedigree, the right education, the right mentors. We see what a life done well should look like. But we also see in this story, when the cards are stacked against you, when you have to turn to the oldest profession of a book for survival... How a moment of faith can change everything. Who can have your name added to the book of life in the genealogy of Christ. Just think about that as you leave here today. Think about how God can use you. He is not looking for perfect people, He's looking for people who are faithful, people who, no matter what the outcome will, Be, will stand by God. Being faithful doesn't mean we know that things will be better for us here, does it? It doesn't mean that we know that if we just believe, these great riches will befall us. It means risking it all that God's grace and mercy will be found in your life. For Ahab, God delivered her. Not just her, but it affected the entirety of her family. Her mother, her father, her brothers, her sisters, and all that they own. She risked it all. All her cards were on the table. And she was remembered in the book of life. Please join with me in a word of prayer. Our good and gracious Heavenly Father. We thank you for today. We thank you for the examples that you have given us in scripture. You have taken. People who have been given everything in life and who are faithful to lead your people and you're taking people on the total opposite end of the spectrum. And you showed us how no matter what your circumstances are. That if you are faithful and that if you believe what God has done in the past, your promises are true. And that there is salvation for you and your household. It is in your name we pray. Amen. And so now as we enter our time of invitation, if you've made a decision in your heart and like to make that public today, please come forward. If you've been visiting First Baptist Church for a while and decided today's a day you're going to move your membership, please come forward at this time. Or if you're simply in need of prayer, please come forward.